Hey everybody, welcome back to the Introversion Podcast. Right now it is August 15th, Sunday night. I have just hit record and here we go. So it's weird because I've been jotting down some podcast topic ideas in recent weeks and the thinking was that I wanted to start doing a series of like really short episodes that are really targeted that, I mean, literally it's just like, I have this very specific idea, this very specific thought, and I want to express it and then kind of pontificate and overthink it and, you know, do what I do for like, you know, five to 10 minutes on one specific thought. So I have a few of these ideas, these topics queued up and at the same time, life has been so crazy for me on so many levels this past couple of weeks, really. And um, it's kind of discombobulating. Uh, there's been a lot of emotional ups and downs this past week, even just this past few days. And the thing is, is this is the sort of episode where there will actually be far more left unsaid than that which is actually said even though I may end up saying a lot today. I don't know. We'll see. But there are some very touchy situations that I'm in the middle of uh, that don't even necessarily all involve me, but it definitely affects me. But yes, this is the Introversion Podcast, and this is me doing what I do, which is basically sharing my deepest thoughts or you know, and experiences with the world and... Uh, that's kind of what makes it good, right? Just like opening up, being completely forthright, honest, and uh, vulnerable, I guess you can say, and just you know sharing from the heart about things going on in my life. And yeah, so it's this is what makes it good, but at the same time, it's like there's it's a little tricky right now because I'm in some situations where I can't really talk about it the way I want to talk about it, and. I might kind of tap dance around it tonight as I'm recording this, and uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. Um, this is the second solo episode in, in a row that I've started recording where I don't even know what the title will be. So I'm assuming sometime in the process of recording this episode, I will be struck by inspiration and be like, oh, yeah, that would be a great title for this episode. So we'll see. We'll see what this ends up being called. Um Right now, there's a lot of situations happening in life, and I'm going to be kind of tap dancing around it where I don't really, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it because that's me. I always want to talk about everything, like anything and everything. Like that's me. You know, I'm, I'm the introvert who loves to talk a lot, and uh, which is funny because the last episode with Irina, kind of the same way, right? Like we're both introverts and... Um, we both like to talk a lot. At the same time, I remember Irina saying like something like, uh, "I, I don't want to talk. You know, I don't want to talk a lot to a lot of people. Like, I just don't want to say anything." And that is the uh, the oxymoron, and the you know that we are is that uh, as introverts, like we have a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts, and we want to express a lot of that, but when it comes to opening up and sharing those things with different people, it can be kind of weird and we might feel better off to not share it at large. So anyway, but looking back at that episode, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I, I did get a little bit of feedback and uh, I think Francis replied to my tweet um, from the online friend simulator podcast. Uh, um, I've been so bad about Twitter. For those of you who don't know, I have my Jay Caslow Twitter account, which I'm kind of trying to separate a little bit from the introversion Twitter account, which is actually at I am introversion. So uh, Francis replied to me the other day about that episode, the uh, the introverts episode with Irina. And uh, maybe as soon as I'm recording this right now tonight, I'm going to reply to his sweet tweet. So um, my apologies for taking this long, but it's just it's a lot. It's a lot for me to keep up with. I mean, for those of you who know me, like, you know, I'm juggling introversion and I'm juggling confusianity and I'm starting this new project that I've been talking about for ages now, this new video platform. And I want it to be amazing. I want it to be kick-ass. And that's partially why it's taking so long to happen is because I'm doing so much preparation to make it 
you know, worth the wait. Um, but it's still in the works and then still trying to wrap up a couple client projects and, and just all of these things. So while I'm juggling all this other stuff, like some major things are happening in life and this is where I just don't really know how much I can or will talk about some of these things, but yeah, so there's so many little things right now and I did jot down a couple things I wanted to mention briefly and one is, uh, I just finished watching the new Suicide Squad movie last night. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, on Facebook, I gave it, uh, like, at first I gave it five thumbs up emojis. And then I changed it to four thumbs up emojis and one thumbs down emoji, which I don't know if anybody's ever done that. But to me, it was kind of the arc of the movie. Um, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want any spoilers... It's funny because my friend JR, who I had on the podcast before, uh, we have this running joke where like anything I tell him will spoil the movie for him. And I can't tell if he's being serious half the time or joking or whatever. But like one time I told him there was this hot chick in this movie. And I think it was the, uh, like, was it the Godzilla versus Kong movie? I told him like, oh, dude, there's this hot chick in the movie. And he said it ruined the movie for him because he kept, watching waiting for this hot chick to show up and he was waiting and waiting and i don't know if he ever determined who the hot chick was that i was referring to and all this stuff so it's we have this running joke where i'm kind of like i i tell him something and you know so i don't know i feel like i shouldn't tell him anything but maybe for other people listening i'm not going to give any spoilers away specifically that for normal people would probably be ruined but I just want to say this, but if you're really super sensitive like he is, you might want to skip forward like about two minutes or so. So just the, the quick thing that I wanted to talk about specifically about Suicide Squad was um, I just felt like I loved it from the start to a little more than halfway through. Uh, really loved it. I was just cracking up a few times and it was just like I loved the editing, the pacing, the humor, the humor more than anything. Like I just thought it was really funny. And, um, but you know me, I have a dark sense of humor. I like really crass, like blunt in your face shit. So kind of like the boys, uh, if you, if you don't know about the boys, if you've, if you enjoyed the new suicide squad movie and you're looking for something else, I highly recommend to go watch the boys on Amazon. Um, really fun, really fun, kind of crass, like dark, you know, just, uh, edgy, rough, series where anything can happen you know like anybody can die and just just like freaky shit constantly and i love that shit so anyway that's all i'm gonna say um about suicide squad just the fact that it was i loved it and then it just kind of tapered off just kind of tapered off like the last three-fourths like i feel like it just didn't have the sharpness of humor and um editing and, and all that throughout which which led me to this general thought, you know, not specifically about that movie, but it was the same thought that rang true in that movie, which is in so many movies and shows, more often than not, I love the buildup more than the payoff. And I'll just give a quick example is really like The Simpsons. My favorite part of watching The Simpsons when it was good, so like season i don't know season two or three through like season 11 or 12 something like that so for me it was always the the opening gags and not just the opening gags but like the first five to ten maybe 15 minutes of the episode and i know this is kind of contrary to popular acceptable belief but like I remember watching a few critiques of The Simpsons on YouTube uh, this past year, and they were pretty thorough and pretty good breakdowns of like what went wrong with The Simpsons. Like, why did the show go downhill? And there were some good reasons about like, you know, character development and Homer was just a complete buffoon. And he lost, but I remember one guy was talking about how Homer lost his humanity. And he was no longer like a lovable character or a, re a redeeming character or, you know, he was just a complete selfish a-hole buffoon, right? And there, the guy was saying that that was the problem with the development of The Simpsons in later seasons and said, 
And you talk about that and also like I heard about like the plots were ridiculous and, you know, the way they whatever. And for me, that wasn't the case. Like I didn't care about the plot. I didn't care about the the, the ending in such a simple show in like a 25 minute show. I just. I mean, you know the characters already and you want to see funny situations, you know, and things that are kind of relevant to the moment in current events and all that stuff. I mean, obviously that was back in the 90s and the 2000s or whatever. But yeah, it, it was just kind of like, I, I, that's, I like how I put it earlier, you know, more often than not for me, not only with The Simpsons, but for a lot of movies, like I love the buildup more than the payoff. And you know, it's another thing that I like about David Lynch films is like I love the the mood that he sets. I love the the tonality, like just the vibe and just this mysterious world and these characters and I'm kind of like in it and I'm just kind of like, "Ooh, like what's going to happen or where is this going?" and to me that's the most interesting part. And it, it depends. Like sometimes they the director or whatever, like they nail the ending and I love the whole thing. And that's when you're like, yes, yeah, sweet, everything. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. But a lot of times I just feel like by the end, the ending is just not satisfying. And it could be for reasons like, eh, it's just a typical Hollywood happy ending. Or maybe I really wanted some kind of closure in a certain direction and they just kind of took it a totally different way that left me feeling unsatisfied or whatever but i'm kind of rambling here but and maybe this point isn't worth you know continuing on with but i don't know it was just a thought and i found it interesting how for me it's just really about the build-up more often than not you know it's like and in some ways not to get all deep here but that's what i do it's like a metaphor for life you know to me and I really, again, remember I was talking about I had all these topic ideas. I want to do an episode called Possibilities specifically. But I'm not fully going to get into that now, but I just want to touch on it, which is like, you know, when I was younger, when I was a kid, when I was in my teens, when I was a college student, like life was always about possibilities and what could be. And whether it's like romance around the corner or a new opportunity or career success or fame or awards or achievements or whatever it is like it's always that possibility is what I don't want to say what got me up in the morning but it, it got me excited you know and of course living in a place like New York for 14 years when I lived there like every day is full of possibilities both good and bad you know it's just like anything can happen and that's an exciting way to go through life right and that's kind of also what I mean when I said this whole, my whole view on shows and films, like I like the buildup more than the payoff. Like that is a metaphor for life because I just feel like even right now as things are all shitty in society and life is so generic and one dimensional right now, like just so much time spent alone, no social life, it just continues on. And that's one of the areas where I might talk specifically about, I'm not sure how much I want to get into it today, but life here in Philly and, and whatnot right now. But yeah, I'm, I'm saying forget about now, but up until 2020 in life, like it was about possibilities. It was about the buildup. Like, where is this going? Where is my life going? Where is this trajectory, the path? And the fact that I've made so many big changes in my life and I could steer my life this way or that way. And I left Christianity and that opened up all these other possibilities of you know, dating and meeting new people and connecting on whole other levels and, you know, and wanting to travel and, and just all these things. But when it comes down to the end, though, you know, when I think about my life in the end or just the end of life in general for other people and just, just later on, the point is the end, whether it's the end of the movie or the end of, I don't want to say it's anticlimactic, but and a lot of times with shows and movies, it's anticlimactic. But when it comes to life, again, I don't want to use the word anticlimactic, but I just feel like obviously it's going to be sad, you know, like death in the end, it's sad. 
for life, whether it's your someone you love or care about or your own life. It's like other people will be sad or, you know, it's just, it's not exciting. It's like, it's a grim reality that we almost try to ignore our whole lives, but it, our time will come. And, you know, am I making sense here? I think I am, but I think that's what I'm saying is actually somewhat of a universal principle where I think most people focus on the buildup of our lives and we don't focus on the end. And for those who do, what are we talking about? We're talking about insurance plans like life insurance. We're talking about providing for our kids after we're gone and, or that kind of thing. But anyway, uh, I didn't even intend to, to do that sort of metaphorical explanation, but I went there. Um, but yeah, I think what I'm saying makes sense. Um, about the buildup and the payoff in the end. And for me, I think life is more about the buildup than the payoff. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll talk more about that in a specific little micro episode. But for now, I'm going too deep into all these things. So anyway, that was my thoughts on Suicide Squad and the trajectory of the movie. I just finished watching Match Point, the old movie with Scarlett Johansson in it uh, from I think around 2002 or so, 2005, something like that. And um if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I'm actually going to include a little video snippet of that while I'm talking about the movie because uh, I found that to be the hottest that Scarlett Johansson has ever looked in her career, I think, in any movie I've seen. So um, I think it was that opening scene, like her first scene in the movie when uh, she's playing ping pong, just the way it was lit and just her whole energy. I was like, wow, like that was Scarlett at her absolute hottest. So if you're enjoying the YouTube video right now, you're seeing exactly what I mean. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you should be, because it's more fun. And uh, why not watch while you can also listen and watch? You know, it's cool. It's a full experience. So, yeah, go over to, if you're in a web browser, just go to youtube.introversion.com. It's a forwarding URL I set up, and that will bring you forward you over to the YouTube channel on Introversion. And, of course, be sure to hit the subscribe button and uh, the notification bell. <laughs> and all of that shit. So you can get updated with new episodes as they get posted. So, and like I've said before in recent episodes, I'm really trying to spruce it up and make it as visually appealing as possible and just, uh, you know, enrich, enhance the experience. So, yeah. Um, oh, man, I could, there's actually some points about Match Point. There's some points about Match Point that I could get into. Um, okay, Match Point, again, spoiler alert, I don't know. But if you haven't seen Match Point by now, I don't know what to tell you. But even if you know what happens, you you could still listen to me and go watch it. You'd probably forget what I'm saying now anyways. The thing I want to say about Match Point is not just that that was the hottest that Scarlet ever looked in any movie, but I want to talk about like, it got me thinking about decision-making processes, right? Like human beings and the decision-making process. Like what goes into it? Why, basically, why do people do what they do, you know? And we watch these things unfold, these stories unfold in movies. And, you know, it's supposed to be representative of what we do in the real world. And I think to some degree it is. I mean, some things are definitely far-fetched. Some things are rather fantasy-driven you know, and things are embellished to make it more interesting than actual reality when actual reality is often boring. But to a certain degree, what we watch in films and shows is, you know, actors pretending to portray like what we do in real life and how we think and operate in real life. And it comes down to the writing and the directing and the acting, like how well all of that comes through, right? So... Just thinking, I mean, I'm not spoiling it. I'm just telling you the basic plot of the movie. But basically this guy uh, ends up marrying this one chick who he's kind of, so who he kind of has mediocre interest in. And then he also falls for Scarlet and she becomes the fling on the side. And then here, so here's this guy trying to juggle his family life with his wife and they're trying to have a kid and the family business and all that stuff that he's totally, you know, engrossed in. 
and he's trying to juggle this, you know, hot piece of ass or whatever, like Scarlet on the side, right? And on the one hand, I can see how it basically represents that idea of wanting it all, right? Like to some degree, a lot of us, we want it all, right? Like we want the wife and the kids, but we also want a hot, steamy affair. It's like love and lust or something like that, right? We want it all. And it's weird for me because I think growing up the way I did in the military and all this stuff, like, and as a Christian, like, I didn't really ever feel that greedy, you know, like I, in a way I felt like I was always kind of settling for scraps. Like every time we moved to a new place, it was tough to start over. And I, I just wanted to blend in. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to like be okay and just like make it to the next level, you know, and then get settled and have friends and live a basic life. And, and to some degree, even still now, like with society and everything the way it is, like I, I'm really just trying to settle for a decent enough life that I want to live. And it, it's getting, I'm already a pretty low maintenance, like basic person. Like I've said it before in the podcast this past year, I basically, my life has been groceries and gym and time spent by myself in my apartment. Like that's been it. 99% of the time for this past year through 2020 and a lot of this year too. And it, it's so basic. It, it's weird for me to watch movies and, and see people like, wow, you got a girlfriend and money and job and family and that's great. And you still want more and you want this hot chick on the side. And I'm like, wow, wow. I don't know. It just, I, I kind of phrase it as being greedy, but it's it's this whole thing of trade-offs you know I, I think the the nature of reality is that with anything there's always going to be trade-offs you know like if you choose to go left that means you're also choosing to not go right so you're going to miss out on everything that was to the right because you chose to go left that's just the way it is and until life is a matter of cloning yourself and you know, having multiple copies of yourself doing multiple different things, but it's all you being everywhere at once. Like, I'm, I'm this is being ridiculous here, unless it's like in an episode of Black Mirror next week or something. It, it's just not possible, the limits of time and space, right? So, you know, and yet so many people operate like they want this and they want that, like mutually exclusive things, you know, like I want to sit and I want to stand and I want to do it at the same time. It's like, crazy right it's like borderline psychotic and yet people operate on this level all the time in very casual ways to very serious ways and i'm just like wow you know i mean this is kind of the nature of choices you know and and priorities as well i'm not saying i'm perfect about this either like i'm guilty of this too like i try to put too much on the plate i try to do too many things and you just can't do that you can't do that you know you're gonna have to focus on which people specifically are going to be in your life and everybody else can just go by the wayside and just almost kind of just not be a part of your life and that's okay to let go of everything out there you know in order to focus on the specific people or the specific projects or situations that you value the most and that's the whole nature of trade-offs is that I, I'd like to think I'm getting better at that, like understanding that concept and applying it and being more successful at the things that I focus on versus spreading myself too thin and wanting everything and, and being frustrated because I end up getting nothing because I want it all, you know. But yeah, just wanted to put that out there. I'm going to cut myself off with that. There's a couple more things I could say about Matchpoint, but I'm not going to. All right, so... In the interest of keeping this episode short, since I am kind of bouncing all over the place, completely directionless and aimless, um, I'm going to sum up the rest of the things happening in life in this singular way, in this singular subject that I'm going to use to kind of tap dance around the specifics of everything that I'm dealing with in life. And I want to talk about reality. And I think now more than ever this past year, you know, I've questioned the nature of reality a lot, like especially after I turned 30 and I really started soul searching about religion and it led me to a totally different place where I left Christianity and all that. But, you know, 
I'm obviously kind of an overthinker and the kind of person who thinks a lot about everything. And I go deep and soul search and all that just by default. But I got to tell you, like with 2020 and coming out of it into this year, and I guess I kind of specifically want to talk about this whole pandemic thing because it blows my mind that reality, like we're living in completely different, like parallel universes. Reality is not obvious, I guess you could say. And I mean, when there's no such thing as a man or a woman anymore, the most basic things, it's like, if people are saying, well, two plus two equals five, or, you know, if you say two plus two equals four, that's racist or, you know, like critical race theory and all this shit and just trans stuff and, and this virus stuff. And I feel like I've heard the whole gamut, like the whole range of theories on COVID and came from a bat. Fauci says, you don't need to wear a mask. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. It might block a droplet, you know, all that shit. And then he's like, no, of course you should wear two masks. It's just common sense. This is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense. You know, it, we all know. I mean, come on. Actually, I can't even say that we all know because I, oh my God, my head's going to explode just trying to get these words out for this particular subject of reality because I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm trying to figure out specifically lately, I've been thinking a lot about COVID and this virus pandemic, whatever however you want to phrase it. And I've gotten into a couple exchanges lately. One was on Facebook the other day, just a couple days ago with this girl from high school in Germany that I haven't heard from in 20 years. And not that we were ever even close back in high school. I barely ever talked to her ever, but you know, you're just connected to people on Facebook. So, but out of the blue, she messages me well, not messages me. She commented on my post on Facebook. And, oh, God, I just don't know how to bounce around this subject because uh, maybe I can just say it here because not a ton of people, I mean, considering everybody connected on my Facebook, like I don't, I think only a smaller percentage of those people are actually coming to hear, to listen to the podcast. So maybe in a way, by me saying these things now, obviously it's out there in the world, but if barely anybody I know is listening to it, or only, only the people who are listening to it right now actually already know about this anyways, then it's not shocking to them. So, <sighs> All right, let me just say, because I am going to end up talking about this in the next couple of weeks, so I may as well just like come out with it, but... Um, you know, the New York City, Bill de Blasio, mayor of the year, whatever, great, awesome guy. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, came out with that vaccine mandate, I guess, about a week or so ago or a couple weeks ago. And basically requiring, like, you're going to have to show proof of getting vaccinated if you want to do anything indoors in New York. Basically, if you want to have a life, if you want to do anything like restaurants, bars, uh, gyms, which should really be deemed an essential thing, like groceries and gym. Like, I mean, it's your health, like fitness and food and eating and drinking and exercising. That's like pretty basic and sleeping and that, that's being a human being just to survive. So they're taking that away. So if you don't get vaccinated, you can no longer work out in the gym. So, you know, you've all heard of that by now. That's was New York City. And then as soon as I heard that news, I was immediately like, oh, shit. Here we go. Here we go. And I already knew it was only a matter of time before it trickles down here to Philly. And, you know, I think New York said they're not going to enforce it until September 13th. So at least there was like a month window there. And yet 
I just got the news. I got the notification on my phone a few days ago that my from my gym. And remember now, my life here, 99%, you know, other than me hanging out in my apartment, working on stuff, doing my own thing, the only time, only reason I really have to go out most of the time is go get groceries or go to the gym and work out. Like, that's it. So, and this is a line that I've drawn in the sand. I've said this a while ago. I might have even said this on the podcast at some time, at some point last year, but I said, look, as soon as they come down and say, you can't even go to the gym anymore without getting the vaccine, that's when I say, okay, that's it. I'm done. And like I was kind of saying earlier about being low maintenance and not really requiring much and not being greedy about life and wanting it all and it's great. Like I... My expectations for things and lifestyle are so low after last year where I'm just like, look, you know, I just want to be left alone. You know, I just don't want to I don't want to grow a fat gut and be out of shape and skinny fat. I want to be fit. I want to sleep well, eat well and work on stuff that I'm proud of and live that solitary life. Like, obviously, I'd love to see some friends and family people I care about more often. But other than that, like that's, that's all I really require in life, which is like pretty basic. Like I just, I don't think you can get more basic than just like food and shelter, you know, and wanting to move your body around, which is healthy to be healthy. It just, that's what you do. You got to exercise. You got to move your body around like basic health parameters, like the most basic fundamental things of life, like to be alive as a human being. That's all I really need let's say, in life right now, at the bare minimum. So I got this notification on my phone, I think on Thursday, and it's like, the gym will now be for vaccinated patrons only, basically. So I saw that. And I again, I knew the writing was on the wall, right? I knew about New York. Like I said, it was going to trickle down here. And sure enough, like a week later, just a couple of days ago, it happened. And it was a little bit harsh because it happened so quickly. I wish... They would have said something more like, you know, we're going to be implementing this and, you know, by mid-September we'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, no, it was right away. And the gym actually kind of gave an update to their immediate announcement. And they said, well, actually, we're going to let you still come to the gym unvaccinated for 30 more days. And then you're not allowed to, you know, because science, you know. Yeah. So I'm not a risk now, or I'm a risk they're willing to tolerate for another 30 days. But then they're like, no, we don't want to tolerate your risk anymore because you as a healthy, asymptomatic, normal human being, you're not coughing, you're not sick, you're not whatever, but I am creating the Delta variant and I am the one poisoning everybody and killing grandmothers and I am the problem. And unvaccinated people are the problem. We are the problem. We are the scapegoat. We are... The ones ruining everything for everybody. And even though people get the vaccine and they still get sick, they still get COVID, they still spread it. uh, That's clearly been shown. The blame is on us, the unvaccinated. So just want to get all this straight. Yeah, okay. Got it. So the new rule, like I was saying, the gym said, is like, if you're not vaccinated, you're still allowed to come to the gym for 30 more days. But you have to wear a mask at the gym while you're trying to work out and breathe. No, you have to wear a mask because you're not vaccinated. But guess what, folks? If you are vaccinated, bring your card, show your proof, and you can work out like normal. No masks required. You can breathe whatever you want, this and that. Like You're good to go because you got that vaccine stamp of approval. Forget the fact of, wait a minute, they've already scientific, it's already been shown that vaccinated people are still getting COVID, still getting sick. In fact, I just saw the article headline the other day, like 60% of the hospitalizations in UK were vaccinated patients. So what is up with this vaccine working or not working? Like, what is the deal? People are getting vaccinated. They're still getting sick. And not only that, they're upset. You know, and there was that clip of that jackass guy who was all the loudmouth, whatever his name is, a uh, dumbass actor. And he was all bitching and moaning and 
upset because he's like, wait a minute. It's your fucking vaccine. We are dealing with a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay, you're listening to these dummies. You're not a fucking scientist. Get your fucking vaccine. We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Five minutes later. I, uh, I just watched, uh, Tony Fauci and CNN and Fox, uh, tell me that people with the vaccine, vaccinated people, are now spreading the coronavirus. I went from being a hero because I'm vaccinated and now you motherfuckers are calling me a super spreader? I got the vaccine and now you're telling me I got to wear a mask? That's bullshit, like that kind of thing. And uh, so they're all upset and whatever, but whatever. So literally two weeks ago, Fauci and them were telling people, oh, if you got the vaccine, you should still wear a mask. You can still get it. You can still spread it. But yeah, everybody should still get vaccinated. Uh, Yeah. And now I get this announcement from Philly to my gym and they say, if you're vaccinated, you can work out. No mask. Yay. I'm like, okay, that doesn't conflict at all with the CDC recommendation at all. Like we are all supposed to wear masks, including vaccinated people. Like what the hell? So where's the consistency here? Where's the science? Where is the logic or sense to any of this? This whole thing has been bullshit to me. And again, when I'm coming back to the topic of reality here, like I'm trying to honestly get to the bottom of like, what is the deal with COVID and the vaccine and masks and all of this shit, you know, hospitalizations, deaths, all of these things. Like, what is the deal? And I kind of get it why normal people, normies, like they don't bother researching any of this. They go to their doctor and their doctor's like, oh yeah, take these pills or get that vaccine, do it. And they're like, okay. And they do it and that's it. You know, inject it into their bodies, take these pills, do whatever. Because they just trust. And for you to question your doctor or to question authority, that requires effort you know, and to some degree intelligence and you have to do research and you have to put it all together and these things. But like most people are, you know, people, you know, I'm not saying this in a belittling way, but most people are busy, like raising their kids, going to their job, living their life. And I'm busy with all of those things too. Well, not with kids, but like I got busy with, I'm busy with my projects and all these other things I'm working on. So yeah. So most people just do what they're told and they don't question anything. And they're frustrated when things don't work out the way they were told. But anyway, I know I'm kind of tap dancing all around this, but there's the whole, what is the deal with this reality of the situation kind of thing. But there's also, you know, the reality of my personal reality, which is basically, and I went to the gym, I went to the gym the next day, I think it was Friday. And I walked in and they said, Oh, do you have your vaccine proof? I said, no. And I walked in, I knew the deal. Like I already had my mask on and I had a hat on and I wore a red shirt. And my plan was the person who sees me in the front, uh, I probably shouldn't be confessing this, but whatever, it's bullshit. Like I'm probably not even going to do it anymore because it's just kind of pointless. But my plan going in was like, oh, I know, you know what I'll do? I'll wear a red shirt and a hat and I'll have this mask already on covering up most of my face. And they'll ask me, are you vaccinated? And I say, no. And they're like, okay, well, you know, you're going to have to wear a mask. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know. And then I go in. There's only one person that I interfaced with. It was this one guy. So really, once I get into the locker room, nobody else in the gym knows my vaccination status. So, yeah, I change out of my red shirt, put on a black shirt, take the hat off. So I look at least a little bit like a different person. And I took the mask off, put it in my pocket just in case. And I went into the gym to go work out. And I thought, yeah, okay, maybe I'll swing this. Maybe that one guy at the front desk won't see me in the camera and come say something to me or whatever. I don't know. So I ended up talking to the one guy at the gym who works there, who I talked to. 
And I kind of told him, dude, you know, this is kind of bullshit, kind of bullshit. And uh, I told him I'm canceling the membership and uh, this is it for me. I'm leaving Philly and all this stuff. And so at that point, the cat was out of the bag a little bit. And, you know, that guy at least knew that I didn't get the jab. So I was like, whatever. So at that point, I put the mask back on and I had the mask on for the rest of the workout. But that's a little bit how it played out. But then here's the thing. I was like, I was looking around and I noticed like a lot of white people. And I'm, I've seen that statistically, statistically, at least in Philly or around here, but more white people have been vaccinated, which has meant that more minorities like people of color, brown people, black people have had vaccine hesitancy, have not gotten the vaccine. And, um, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Tuskegee experiment, you should maybe Google it and, uh, find out why that what that was all about and why black people might be a little hesitant about getting injected or just trusting the government and medical authorities and just doing whatever they're told to do not to mention slavery and all you know just there's reasons to distrust the government and the authorities and i try to chalk it up to personal choice like you trust who you want to trust if you have your reasons and you don't trust the government or the medical community or doctors or Rockefeller or Bill Gates or CNN or whatever, like, I'm like, okay. I mean, honestly, I think we're living in a world these days where, like, it's really hard to trust anything. And, and I don't want to get too much into this trust topic because I actually want to do a specific episode just about trust. But I'm just going to say that right now. It's like, I get it. Like, look, I, I think it's your right to distrust some people, like, they just distrust every stranger's. Like, trust is something that needs to be earned, you know, like a personal relationship. Like, if a stranger or a new friend or somebody you're dating, like, it can take time to, like, get to know somebody before you actually really trust them, you know? You have to kind of, there's a vetting process and all this stuff. But again, I don't want to, I want to talk more about trust in a separate episode. But the point is, I'm at the gym and I notice, and I, you know, snapped a couple snapshots to, to kind of document it a little bit, but like, I noticed all these white people walking around without a mask and and I'm just like, wow, nice for them. And then I look around and I see this black guy and that black girl and that Mexican girl and guy. And I was like, all these people of color wearing masks and myself included. And I was just like, wow. So the white people get these special privileges and the people of color have to wear a mask whether we want to or not, they're making us wear a mask. Interesting. And honestly, I mean, I'm saying interesting sarcastically, but when I was there in the gym, I was fuming. I mean, nobody could see my face because I'm underneath the mask, but I was really angry, like just seething with anger. The hate is swelling in you now. And it kind of made for a pretty good workout because I channeled that rage into my workout, but I was just like, it wasn't a good feeling. It was it was a pretty nasty, terrible feeling. And I just, I, like, I wasn't angry at these specific white people walking around without a mask, being free and whatever. I was mad at the system and the level of power and control and submission here. Like, do what we tell you to do and you will be in this club over here. And, you know, that's individual choices, but what kind of society are we living in where everything is scripted out for you? You have to do this, this, and this, and you can't say anything about it. Like you, you can't resist or you're, you can't, well, like, oh no, that's no thanks. I'll pass on that. I'm going to go to this other thing. Like, no, 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 you can't just go to your own thing. Like you're a second class citizen now, you know, you need to wear this star on your clothes or you don't get to wear this sticker or you, you're, a, you're in a separate class now because you didn't do what we told you to do. And again, going back to earlier, like I'm genuinely, I've been researching, keeping my finger on the pulse of this whole vaccine, looking at the various reports, 10,000 people dead, tens of thousands, I don't know if it's like hundreds of thousands of complications and people with Bell's palsy and all this stuff. And people who ordin, and I'm not even talking about 80, 90 year olds with the vaccine. I'm talking about younger, healthier people who got this vaccine and suffered for it. I'm like, damn, that's it. That's the end of their story. Their life is over, you know? But they made their choice to get this vaccine injected into them. And unfortunately, they 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 were the unlucky ones. And um, you know, they're they're not around to tell the story. And 
I mean, look at look at Jimmy Dore. He told his story. I saw a clip of it on Joe Rogan when he was on, and he said he got the vaccine. He was fully vaccinated. How so, long do your symptoms last? So on, on April 17th, I got the second jab. And I just never got better. I, was I, it immediate before the, the after the first jab? Did you have side effects? Yes, but they went away. And then the second jab. How they, long did they last after the first shot? I don't remember, but because a couple days. It, I, yeah, it was like Something. maybe a week. I think a week. And um, and then the second time they just never went away. And I was like, what is going on? Because I would get these waves of exhaustion a couple times a day. And then my producer had the same, he, a stiff, after, at the fifth week, I had a stiff neck, he got a stiff neck, and my wife got a stiff neck. And we all got the stiff neck on the side where we got the shot. So I got it on this side, they got yeah. it on that side. And um, I, then I looked it up and it turns out stiff neck is a thing that people experience from the jab. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. They don't tell you that. And so that's common. I'm like, okay. And then it spread to the whole neck. Okay. Now my producer and my wife, it went away. Their stiff necks went away. Mine didn't. So anyway, so I go to, so I, I tweeted about it. I tweeted like, Hey, this is just to let everybody know this is what's happened. This is my reaction to the vaccine. Yeah. And because, uh, when people started to come on me, like call me anti-vax and right. you're, I'm like, no, I got the vax. Right. I'm not, I got it. I go, when people have a reaction to an experimental vaccine that is not FDA approved, you're supposed to not suppress the reactions. You're supposed to ask people what the reactions are so we can make the vaccines better. He ended up having, he, now he has like this permanent problem with his back and his neck and, uh, you know, kind of uh, nervous system like issues and, and shit. And he was talking about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, he was talking about how he just tweeted like, hey, has anybody else experienced this? Like I'm having these issues after the vaccine. And and he talked about how he got attacked and people on Twitter were yelling at him, calling him an anti-vaxxer and all this stuff. And he's like, dude, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I got the vaccine. I'm just telling you what happened to me. And people are still attacking him. And I'm realizing like, wow, I would feel like shit if I caved and got this vaccine in order to appease everybody else, in order to save grandmothers and all of this shit they say that getting this magic vaccine does, even though it doesn't, because like I said earlier, people are getting the vaccine and they're still getting sick from COVID, not to mention the complications and the deaths that I'm talking about. So, but if I did all of that, if I, if I got the vaccine just so I could maintain my basic life here of gym and groceries and not wearing a mask or whatever, I'm like, you know what? you know what? Fuck that. That's not enough incentive for me. You know, like I've been saying it all along. I would take my chances with COVID versus this vaccine. And that should be every person's individual choice. And we are now, I'm saying reaching a point, but we've kind of reached the point where it's no longer a choice. And I posted this on Facebook, uh, last week or so. And it's basically the four stages of manipulation and um, I'll include the graphic if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it here. But basically, step one or stage one, fear. Do this or something bad will happen to you. Step two, flattery. Do this and you're a good person. Protect the ones you love. Get vaccinated now. Stage three, bribery. Do this and you get something for free. And they're like doing all these lottery shit and you know, you're eligible for a million dollars and all this stuff and not to mention the donuts and whatever else I give you. And stage four, where we're headed is violence. Do this or else face the consequences. And we are on the fast track to stage four and beyond. And I'm saying all of this because, you know, again, I'm not making this like a big announcement episode or anything, but I'm just, you know, you if if you've been listening all along, you know I've been talking about this and my line in the sand and these things happening. And it's not rocket science for you to figure out sort of my path forward. But basically, I've more or less decided to leave Philly. So it's just a matter of when, you know, and I, there's a lot of logistics. And this is kind of what I mean earlier when I was talking about how, you know, there's just a lot going on in life right now. And obviously, even though I grew up in the military, I'm used to moving and adapting and changing things. Like I'm far better at that than your average person, but 
even still, we all know moving is a pain. You kind of have to stop your life, put everything on hold and literally just take care of logistics of accounts and moving and stuff and boxes and just like everything. So um, I'm not going to get all into the details of that, but it would be weird if I'm talking about my life on this podcast and everything and I omit this very huge elephant in the room. So that is that. Uh, I have started looking into options for my next moves. And uh, of course, I've been looking at Florida and Nashville is another place that I have been interested in. I've heard good things about. And, you know, I have some friends and friends of friends in in and around those places. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, that's where I'm at with all of that right now. And uh, with some of these other little micro topics that I want to get into that I'm not going to get into today, you know, maybe I'll do a series of short episodes that are about these little topics uh, in the coming weeks because I'd rather focus there than really talk about the logistics and the specifics of me relocating and moving on. But um, that is the elephant in the room. And there, I called it out. So now you guys kind of know the deal. So, but you know, the writing's been on the wall. I've drawn a line in the sand for a while ago. I said, as soon as they, like, my life is simple here. Groceries and gym. As soon as, uh, you know, I said it a couple weeks ago, like, I'm not doing this shit again. I'm not doing this lockdown shit again, where I spend another six months or a year in my room here. And that's it. That's my life. I, I already lost a year of life. And, um, you know, I, like I said before, I kicked myself with how I spent a lot of that time alone last year because I was wasting time arguing with people on Facebook needlessly. I'm not going to repeat that same mistake. So I, even if I am spending a lot of time alone in my room in total isolation, which is not a healthy thing, even for an introvert to a certain degree, I still want to be more productive and fruitful with the time, you know, whether it's really building this podcast out and truth be told, I am starting a new podcast with a, a buddy of mine and I might have mentioned another buddy of mine who I'm starting a podcast with, but that one is a little bit further down the road on hold. But in the meantime, I'm starting a new podcast with another buddy of mine. And uh, I'm not going to say which buddy right now, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. In fact, I'm not even sure if I'm going to mention when that goes live, because that buddy of mine and I are going to be doing that podcast anonymously. So it might result in a shift of content with this podcast as I start to get less quote unquote controversial with the introversion podcast and divert all of my super seedy extremist controversial thoughts over to that other podcast that I do anonymously with my buddy. So that might be, that might be the flow of things. If you really are super interested in the other podcasts where we are just going to go off the hook, off the chain, off the everything and just go crazy like with conspiracy theories and all kinds of fun, juicy stuff. So um, but it's just going to be raw, you know, like this introversion podcast is raw, but to some degree, I still not in terms of the cussing and the uh, graphic nature of things, but in terms of the sort of uh, will this get me banned on YouTube, that kind of feeling. Like I would say the introversion podcast is like a PG-13. But this other podcast that I'll be starting with my buddy is going to be more like an NC-17. So I'll see how that goes. I, th I think it'll be fun like us doing that. And it's going to have this sort of unique style to it um, that I think people might really appreciate. But yeah, I'm not going to say a whole lot more about that one. If you are interested in that, shoot me an email, podcast at introversion.com, and I will personally fill you in on the details. But even now, I'm not going to say anything via email about it because we haven't registered all the names and done all that stuff. So, But if you are interested at any point in time, send me that email to podcast at introversion.com, and I will eventually fill you in on the details of that other podcast that you can listen to and enjoy. So anyway, we are about at an hour now. I've kind of relayed the news. I've talked about what's going on here and I am entering into a transitionary phase here. And I knew it was coming eventually, but um, it came sooner, a little sooner than I had would hoped for. 
funnily enough, you know, my friend Brian on the podcast, uh, like two guests ago, he, he said it and I totally agreed with him. Like we talked about when, you know, June we were enjoying mask free. I was going to the gym, went to Quizzo. I even went on a date. I was like, wow, I'm living a full life again. And I was so happy. I mean, you remember the episode I did, uh, the intentionality episode. That was the episode I did where I was glowing with glee. <clears throat> I was so happy because I just went to the gym and everybody was mask free and we all were smiling and looking at each other and acting like human beings. And it was amazing. And I was so happy that morning I recorded that episode. And like Brian and I talked about, it, it's like, yeah, this is, we're on temporary re reprieve. This is short lived. It's just you know, Brian's prediction was like, this is all going to go away when we enter into vitamin D deficiency season later this year. And I was like, yeah, I agree with you. As soon as flu season and whatever comes back, you know, they'll bring the mask mandates back and lockdowns and all this shit. And I was kind of really hoping for that in November. I mean, I was, obviously I was hoping that doesn't even happen at all, but realistically I was like, okay, all right. I got some time until that happens to enjoy life for at least a couple months here potentially my last couple months in Philly until I figure my way out of here in the fall. But uh, it happened even sooner than Brian and I predicted. So we, I literally had one month of happy human living, uh, end of June and July. And uh, now August, it's back to masks and bullshit. Anyway... Uh, I'm going to get back to podcasting with, uh, I foresee the next few episodes as being these little short topical episodes that I want to do. And, um, I'll focus on that. And I also have a couple of guests lined up. Uh, I'm really eager to have, uh, Henrik, my Swedish friend back on the podcast. I think we're going to try to record toward the end of August and um really looking forward to that chat we had a really good chat last year if you haven't heard that episode yet just go back and uh yeah just go back and listen to episode five um if you want to consider that the prequel because the sequel be, will be happening soon soon so ideally the end of uh august so um i'm looking forward to that chat i think we're going to really get into sort of what's happening in canada what's happening in sweden I mean, this is a whole thing I brought up on the, the other day with that friend who I mentioned on Facebook who was, I guess I didn't really, I kind of drifted away from that topic. But uh, yeah, this friend who I hadn't heard from in such a long time, she was commenting on my post on Facebook and basically she's very pro-vaccine and, you know, and she was judging me uh, for, you know, being a selfish person and I that's the kind of shit that really pisses me off, so... In my comments with this one friend uh, the other day, I asked her, and this is kind of my approach now when I'm debating with people on Facebook and friends and other people. It's like, I, it's not even like a debate anymore. It's more like, I'm like, oh, so do you know about Sweden? Do you know about Iceland? Do you know about how Iceland's like the most vaccinated country in Europe and they're about to go into lockdowns again? You know, do you know about the 60 plus percent of uh, hospitalizations in the UK uh, are vaccinated people? You know, like these are the kind of things where I'm just like, I just drop these facts. I could follow them up with links and have them read the articles and all these things. And that's it. Like, I don't really want to debate head to head with people. I just want to be like, oh, do you know about this? Do you know about that? And you don't? Okay, we'll look it up. You know, because I wasted too much time in 2020 trying to spoon feed everybody. It just takes time. It takes energy. And like, I'm, there's just other things in life I'd rather do. So I like my approach now, you know. It's just kind of like, it's partially like I don't really give a shit anymore. And um, I guess to, to follow up what I had said in those big news, that big news about Philly and leaving and all that stuff, it's like, uh, I'm just really like, I've come to this place where I'm like, I just kind of don't really give a shit anymore. You know, I don't care if I'm pissing people off or whatever. Like, I'm just tired of, I'm tired of all this bullshit. And I'm going to kind of let you know about it, like how I feel. And, you know, if you don't like it, fine, go, go fuck off. You know, like just, I don't need, I don't need more animosity in my life. I don't need more people like calling me a selfish bastard, selfish asshole. Like, fine, if you, 
I've said this before on some episode a long time ago. I'm like, look, if you think I'm a selfish asshole, fine. Why do you want selfish assholes in your life? Just unfriend me and be on your way. Like, yeah, I'm an asshole. Fine. You know? Yeah, you don't want me in your life. Go ahead. Go for it. But don't stick around in my life and keep calling me an asshole. Because then it's like, well, you're the asshole for hanging out with an asshole like me, right? So we're both assholes. So just uh, go your merry way on your high horse. You're You're so much better and more noble of a person than I am. So just go do your thing and... Let this asshole just be. Yeah, I was going to kind of read off some of my recent Facebook posts but um, that were kind of more edgy. But it's late Sunday night now. I'm getting tired, so I'm going to wrap this up here. Maybe I'll share some of those things later. But the, the point of that is just kind of like I'm just starting to like not really give a shit anymore. I, I don't want to be mean and nasty, but at the same time, I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm gonna, or I'm going to at least I'm going to tell it how I see it. And if you don't see it the same way I do, well, that's probably the case. Because how often does everybody see things exactly the same? Like, that just doesn't happen. Everybody has their own angle, their own perspective. You know, I take in a lot of different perspectives that I disagree from, from this media source or that friend or whatever. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, all right. And I might pose questions there and go deeper and, or I might just scroll on by and whatever. But depends on the mood, the energy, whatever. But... Yeah, I am becoming more emboldened. And I think my imminent departure from Philly is a big part of it. You know, I, I do kind of feel like I, I don't know what's next, but I feel like I think just getting out of here is going to be empowering for me. And I kind of like this personhood that I'm stepping into which I've been stepping into progressively over the last couple of years. But I think especially as of late, it's more. And I think that kind of is like, I mean, I said intentionality is my theme for 2021, but on a more crass note, I, I think my attitude for 2021, which is kind of why I'm happier this year, despite all this shit going down, is like, I just, I don't give a fuck anymore, you know? Like it to me, like when people ask like, oh, how's it going? How are you doing? My response lately is like, dude, I, I don't know how to answer that question. How's it going? Or how you doing? You want me to just say good? Because I'm like, uh, what? The reality is my simple life here in Philly was go get groceries, go to the gym. And now they've taken away the gym. The only thing left for them to take away is you can't go to the grocery store anymore. You can't go get food. So then I'm literally a human being without any social interaction, without any exercise, without food. And, you know, I guess I can get water out of the tap out of my sink so I can have water. But I don't know about food. Like, you know, it, I'm not going to go into the Nazi Germany comparisons right now, but uh, we are we are heading in a very bad direction as a society, as a country, as a planet right now. And I'm encouraged by people standing up and rebelling against this in Canada, in France, in places all over the world. You know, I'm encouraged by that. And I want to see more of that. And wow, I had an epiphany the other day. I could go off about this, but um, like I said, I'm getting tired and uh, probably just rambling now at this point. But there's a lot more to be said. And uh, it will be said later, uh, but not now. So uh, I still, I have no clue what this episode is going to be called. I really don't. But maybe as I'm editing it and putting it together, maybe it will become abundantly clear to me. Uh, at the moment, I'm thinking something about reality or, uh, I don't know. I'll think of something, maybe some random pop culture meme or joke or something. Uh, anyway, um, I hope you all enjoyed the uh, Irina episode. Uh, I did get a little bit of feedback from Francis and a couple people. Uh, she's actually she, or Irina actually sent me some quotes from other people, some friends of hers who were listening to it and who really enjoyed it. And uh, you know, like I said before, like that was the first real introversion podcast episode about introversion, and it's kind of like yeah, about damn time, right? So it sounds like a lot of you enjoyed that, and I, I hope you enjoyed that and. Maybe as I shift my more controversial views over onto this other podcast with my buddy, maybe this podcast will lighten up and be a little bit more about introversion and, you know, social dynamics and, you know, humanity and 
life and enjoying things. And but it's just hard for me to. I can't believe I even made it that far with Irina talking about all that stuff without talking about the pandemic and all this stuff at all because it's hard for me to get away from this pandemic COVID issue because this is just so. Ah, uh, it's it's like the the tent over life for a year and a half now. It's just I don't know how this ends well, but you know, it's also kind of why I'm starting to think about just like retiring from society and just going off and with a couple people, good people who I love and trust, and just uh, kind of disappearing and uh, but enjoying my little simple life somewhere like outside of all of this nonsense and craziness and. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm tired and um, I'm rambling now. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the Irina episode last week. And uh, sounds like a few of you did. And I would like to have more guests on where we do talk about relationships and personality types and conversations and social dynamics and all that stuff. But for the time being, it's the introversion podcast where I talk about the things on my mind and the things happening in my life that are just unavoidable, you know, and the thoughts that I have that just need to be expressed. And uh, that's what we're doing here. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the Irene episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I know I was all over the place, but it is what it is. It's another episode that has no name, but I will figure a name out. And uh, all right, that's it. I'm tired. Ramblin'. Uh, catch y'all later. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by Mayor Quimby. Quimby, if you were running for mayor, he'd vote for you. Paid for by the Mayor Quimby for Mayor Mayoral Committee. Hey, you. Yes, you. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. That way you can obviously get notified as soon as new episodes arrive. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and consider writing a brief review. It just takes a second, and it really helps in order to get this podcast ranking higher so that more people can discover it. And the better this podcast is doing, the more prominent guests we can get on the show, and also the more time I can devote to it, which means more episodes and better episodes. And speaking of better episodes, what would you like to see more of on the show? Are there specific topics you'd love to see covered? Do you have thoughts of your own on the subjects discussed today? I'd love to hear from you. Just shoot an email to podcast at introversion.com. Or you can reach out to me on social media. I'm Jay Caslow on pretty much every platform, Twitter, Instagram, and the rest. And last but not least, if you've been enjoying listening to the podcast and also checking out the daily blog at introversion.com, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash introversion, where you can become an official introversion patron for as little as $3 a month. That's literally 10 cents a day. Anyway, just consider it. Otherwise, just click like, share this podcast with friends and family who you think would enjoy it. Anyway, have a good one. Until next time.